This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Ace Mason. What's going Good on, man? Good evening. Not much. It's been a while. It has been a while. When, when did we last record? Uh, February, th- March? Yeah, something like that. I think it was the You Militia with Kenny Nelson. I think it was that episode. I had no idea that would be our last one. Um, I, you know, I played Outlands for two years straight without without break, which is unheard of, really. I mean, for a long time, that's how I gamed. I would pick a game and play it for years, but it seemed like from 2012, 13 to 2018, it was just hopping games every month to three months. Um, so I needed a little break. I What it really was, I, I had... Um, I got really emotionally invested in, in two things with Outlands and just didn't feel right getting like so emotionally drained from a video game. So I thought it was kind of time to to step back. And I went off and played a couple other games and, and but you know, really like I, I don't know. I think there's something special on the server. So once they brought the, the developer pipeline back up, you know, talk about the future, it just got me all excited again. So I always knew I would be back. I don't think I thought it would be six months gone, but you know, it feels good. I, I played today. I played yesterday. I, went, I did some boating, did some dungeons, making a new build. You know, it's been, um, it's been really nice to play the game again. So and how, how you been Ace? It's been a while since we talked. Yeah. This, I mean, this whole thing has been kind of weird, right? The shark got a huge influx of players of new players of returning players during this whole COVID-19 thing. Um, and I actually used it as time to kind of step away. All these guilds were active. Bosses were getting popped. Omnis are getting popped left and right. There's a lot of PvP. Um, but for me, it was summertime. I was spending with my family, uh, coaching baseball, you know. But but just like you said, the, the new content is just so exciting. And there's been little, you know, little things, quality of life issues um, over the summer and stuff. But... This developer pipeline is really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. Can't wait to see how some of this stuff flushes out and how it uh, how it changes some of the the metas on the server. You know, we, we have we have grand plans for the show. Just I want to do some interviews. I want to I want to bring Owen on again eventually. Once we got a couple, um, you know, in our we have a couple out. I want to kind of get back to some sort of schedule. But what I really wanted to do today, what rather than like get bogged down with planning. I just wanted me and you to sit down and get something out. So we get this hiatus behind us and, and get a show out there. So, you know, if this is not the best episode ever, it's fine. Like I just want to kind of get back in the groove of things, have some fun podcasting and not put it off. Yeah. It's, it's always seemed to be, it's always seemed to work in the past. Like it's just a welcome back. Yeah. Just pull the trigger and do it. And then we could do our, we could do our amazing shows later with guests and stuff and, yeah, no, I know. I know people are excited about it though. Um, I've had people, you know, not nonstop, but you know, over the past few months ask, you know, what's going on? Are you guys gonna do more? You know, we can see here in the the Discord channel that people <laughs> are asking for new shows. I was just talking to someone today, totally didn't even bring it up. They brought it up to me. And I was like, Yeah, we're actually gonna try and record one tonight. We have a great idea for a second show. Um, after we kind of get back in the groove of stuff again, so pe- people want it. Um, someone was asking me, "Hey, what are what are the podcasts you guys listen to?" Um, and they said, uh, "You know, Inside Outlands was one that they found, um, which 
they thought was really cool because it's just Outlands. You know, it's not MMOs, it's not UO, it's not, a, you know, it's just the Outlands community. So I think we're doing something unique, and uh, I can't wait to, you know, get back to doing some cool shows. Yeah, and this this show's main premise is always, yes, it's about Outlands, but more so it's about the community around the game. Um, and it's a unique UO community and just kind of digging from that, uh, you know, what that's all about, um, what makes it special, what makes these, these characters and players and, and worlds and, and events they build special and, and highlighting that, um, and, you know, along the way we mix it in with, with almost like a, a talk show format. We've done some, uh, developer interviews. We've done a couple of, uh, discussion panels, so it's not always been that, but that's kind of been the bread and butter of, of the show, you know, interviewing Chill and interviewing, finding out what happened to Akasha and, and, and those kind of things. Um, so so we'll definitely weave that back into the show as we get in the groove of things. Um, and, and in the in the inner hiatus, another uh, Outland show, not Outland, another Ultimate show came out. Um, the Vosrail Poor Guy. Uh, yeah, Mustache Gaming. Yeah, uh, I, I talked to him briefly. Um, and what he's doing is really cool. His is definitely more general. He talks uh, really anything UO. But he has two great interviews, one with Luthius, one with, with Owen. Um, and every show I've listened to him has been, been awesome. He had one that came out today that's actually him interviewing Lord British. Yeah, I saw that uh, get posted which, in some channels. But, man, that guy is gracious. Uh, like, if you can, you actually could talk to him on Twitter. Have you done that before? I'm not. Like, I have not. I'm not on Twitter. I'm. Yeah, that's that's kind of the 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 social media he uses. Yeah, if you tweet at him, you know, chances are he'll respond. So um, I've met him at a convention. He'll he'll sit there and talk to you. Like he's just a really cool guy. Uh, that's what I've heard. You know, he's he fully embraces the community. Um, you know, not just OSI, but free shards, and he makes appearances on different shards for special events, and he'll talk to people and. Um, but yeah, like you said, Mustache Gaming seems really cool. He streams a lot. I know he plays not only Outlands, but I think one or two other shards. Um, oh yeah, maybe... the, the orcs. The orcs have run into him on Outlands, which is cool. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, so he's he's around. He's streaming uh, a couple things. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's always good. Always good for the community. Yeah, we're we're not jealous of uh, the podcast. I think the more the better. Like our show is not enough. So it's been great to have another show to listen to. People are clamoring for content, so more than we can give them. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that Outlands has has its part in in the uh, resurgence of that community. Um, you know, just besides Outlands, there's that uh, brand new server coming from OSI. You know, sometime next year. The details were really vague. But oh yeah, the the throwback. That's not a throwback. That's really kind of. Yeah, that seemed weird. Yeah, uh, not probably not our cup of tea, but you know they haven't done anything really new or interesting in many years over there. So, and they're still not doing anything new or interesting. They're going into <laughs> the past. So, yeah. Uh, well, they they're attaching that. Uh, it's going to be like a, a rolling server. Yeah, it'll be like seasonal. You know, and yeah, that seasonal. that seems to be how you keep people interested in games nowadays. Is seasonal content, you know, Call of Duty's doing it. I think Battlefield does it. You know, I I don't keep up with enough games to know all of them, but that seems to be the the way 
you know, to keep people's attention, keep them coming back. Yeah. So I think you have that, you have, you have Outlands, you have, um, yeah, the pandemic, all of those kind of keep driving interest. And, uh, and on top of that, when, when Luthius and Owen drop a pipeline, it's not like, Hey, here's our new reskinned floor with mobs. You've already seen placed different spots. Yeah, it's, it's here's uh, our brand new content, brand new systems that's never been done, <laughs> you know, and it's got its yeah. own Outlands flavor to it. Here's our rework to in-game content that changes all the rules. Uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff. So it's really exciting. I think what we're going to do today is just uh, go through some of that. There's also a recent patch. Um, could probably do the patch first. Hit the highlights of that. It was a big one. He... Uh, you know, that, that PVP patch was on a test center for a long time. And then um, I think it was almost out. And then he kind of stalled it for a while and, and wanted to wait for, I guess, put it through more testing. And uh, and what we got on the server the last week or two is kind of the results of all that testing. Um, but unfortunately, none of it interests me. <laughs> it's, all, it, it's, all, it's all the event stuff, uh, which I know has a huge... Uh, it's it's immensely popular like a lot of people love it um, yeah i've done you know i've done town struggles i uh i enjoyed them uh i've done a handful of corpse Creek contests those are you know i'm kind of 50 50 on those but they can be fun other than that it's just you know it's one or two guilds that just comes and zergs them and, and takes it over and it's really not fun that's that's i think why i like the town struggle so much just because it kind of balanced it to a point right you had shitty players on your team you kind of got stomped but um that that was the one that i preferred doing the much the most if i was going to do one yeah uh that got i think all all the events got retold a little bit based on feedback uh that the newest event was the stygian rifts which I, i don't know that i'll ever do i'm really not i like pvp um i prefer my pvp to to have like a reason and a purpose um, or we're fighting over something we care about um, an outlands. That would be like the boss scene on Eve online. It would be like a system I own or something I control or a ship I'm flying uh, going to an event where at the end of the event, you get like some points and you're on a leaderboard. Like that's not really going to motivate me, but uh, you know, I, it, it is fun. It is hourly. It is like easily readily available PVP. Um, and the rift idea is cool. I, you know, at one point at rift, we're, we're going to be like a once a week thing. You know, now, now you get them every four hours. So I guess I'm yeah. glad it's not, it's not relegated to like where the player base can't access it. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I know the idea kind of came from an Albion online type of thing, which I never played. I thought they were going to be more heavily PVM and PVP influenced, which it sounds like it's PVP and then there's some monsters that you can hit while you're waiting for your competition to respawn to get more points. So it doesn't really yeah. seem like there's any PVP or PVM nature to it. It's just another it's a three V three town struggle kind of thing. Or three V three V three Corpse Creek type of thing. The Albion is is much more in the world, but you get a lot uncontested, I guess. But Albion's a popular game, so a lot of them are contested. It's a lot more PVM driven, but you you have to PVP and it's small group. Uh, so they kind of got the essence of that idea, and but it's much more 
like the end result is really a much more event based PVP type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that it's just kind of the nature I think of all games now, and UOs kind of has has to adapt. All the PVP has just become. I call it arcade style, right? Like you line up on both sides and you fight each other. Like it's like playing Mortal Kombat or something. It's not, you know. And any open world PvP you get is normally just like a group of five reds that come through and roll a dungeon. You know, they roll yeah. solo farmers, solo tamers, solo summoners. Well, the problem um, with open open world PvP is is n plus one. Right. You know, <laughs> if, if you can engage with N plus one. Uh, and uh, UO by itself negates some of that just because everyone's got so little health and you can burn down guys pretty easy. So you kind of reach the uh, like the max damage you need pretty quick. And if you scale that up, like it doesn't necessarily like, outright win the fight, but still, like. Because it becomes a fight of attrition at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so. Um, so I know why people don't like that kind of content and that that's fine. Um, this isn't all bad. There, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here to like, and it's always good when they go back and, and touch on things and revamp things because the castle struggles weren't well, well received. You know, it's documented here how much we didn't really like them. And, uh, I, I think they have an idea to re retool those assets and that idea. So having it replaced with a new system is cool. It's just good that they're not uh, leaving things to die and rot, and they they keep they keep going back to their old content and tweaking it. Yeah, no, it's I mean that's that's one thing you can give them credit for is that they are constantly listening to feedback, trying to fix it. You know, with this PvP patch, they also introduced you know the murderers retooling, um, what poisoning changes. Uh, defensive barding was in there, so there was all kinds of stuff other than just the events. Yeah, that's um, true. the The barding thing is neat. the uh, The Nox Mage buff is is unexpected because he's on the record for saying like, "What what he put in?" He's on the record for saying he would never put in. Um, but I, I'll be curious like where that falls in a couple months. But I know. Just the the Nox Mage meta hasn't really been a thing here, so it's it's cool for those guys to get a a buff and become relevant. Uh, it'll be curious to see if they actually start showing up. Yeah, I've I've seen people in Discord talking about it. I don't know how many you'll actually see out in uh out in the field, but it'll be interesting. Um, I have a Poison Dexer. Again, I never really played it much, just because. I didn't. I don't. I don't know why. But um, I'll be interested to to get back on that eventually this fall and and kind of see how that works out. How this patch hit it. It seems you know everyone's up in arms about it, but it seems like if you actually kind of crunch the numbers and and look at it in in real world examples, it's not a big nerf at all to Dexers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so far this this patch as a whole has been pretty well received. Um, it, me and you may may have been a slightly negative on this, but that, that's just because it's not it's not geared towards me and you, and that's fine. Like they can't release content for me and you every day, otherwise it would be as the shard would be as popular as it is. So yeah, the the one thing I would like to see was the, the explosion potions not tied to telekinesis, um, tel- tied okay. to maybe one twenty alchemy or something. It, it really yeah, you can say yeah, you just need thirty matri on a dexter, but you know. Dexers are pretty gimp as is, especially in PvP right now. So, giving giving them a way 
to access it without Majory could have been cool, you know, because everyone and their mother has a Majory. You know, mages don't need to be stronger. Um, everyone that plays a mage in PvP will tell you they need to be stronger, but I think <laughs> if ever, if you take an actual objective uh, look at it, they don't really need buffing. And that could have been used to create another branch, you know, another another build. But it is what it is. We'll see. Yeah, I've not I've not played with that at all, uh, so I don't I don't know how that's affecting anybody out in the field. Um, you know, really, honestly, I just got back to the game last Friday, last Thursday. So I did a, a night with the orcs, and the orc orc PvP is a very it's very unique. <laughs> that's for sure uh which i guess we could talk about really quick we we did a slaughter moon and it it was uh you know i haven't made a slaughter moon in a couple in a couple months and uh typically it's there's so many orcs that there's really no one that can deal with it um and it, back when we were last playing they were we were smashing against um path and I had a lot of great fights with Path or in the, in the fort and their lands and dungeons and struggles and um, the dungeon flashpoints. Uh, a lot of really cool fights. Uh, what happened Saturday night is uh, Face Guild tried to do a team map. I don't think they did it on purpose. Like, I don't think they knew or maybe they just didn't care it was during Blood Moon or thought we would be in a dungeon. They would just be in and out before we we're done with our dungeon stuff. But they uh, they did a T8 map at the fort and uh you know a couple of us came back and, and reported it that there was a uh, lore boss like running around the the village area so we were pretty strong that night there was like 18 of us i think something like that um i could count my bars that we had pulled but there's a really great video uh there's two videos but the one on youtube is the longest like 30 minutes long and it has a uh, almost the entire fight and it was uh, just waves and waves of us fighting them off as they tried to take back their T8 map. Um, and then we uh, we popped the chest and looted the chest, looted the boss. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always cool when people just don't, like, they engage us. You know, it was nice. They kept coming back. Uh, you know, they wanted their, their, their T8 map, but we could have pushed them off and then got the map and it would have been pretty boring. This was like a really epic fight. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Of course, Nerul is just like being Nerul <laughs> and, and yelling and uh, get the fuck to the fort. Uh, I could only side, imagine. I could only imagine. Yeah. So uh, well, there was, you know, speaking of face guild, there was a little um, push for prestige this last season between calm and face. I, I think, face ended up on top by just a fraction you know just a hair of prestige but uh they were going back and forth you saw a lot of shit talking going on in discord and yeah so that was that was fun to watch at the end of the season kind of unfold well they 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 in general said hey map at the fort i guess to try to stir up more shit and instead it was calm that showed up and calm just like worked the outskirts towards the end um, clean them up, you know. So kind of, I guess that kind of backfired on them. But <laughs> yeah, and Com's not too far from the fort either, so they had a nice place to regroup and restock too. I'm sure. So, uh, so that I mean that was fun. Uh, definitely, I, that's got to be one of the craziest fights I've I've ever done. And that was day two of coming back to the shard. Uh, 
it just shows how like lively the server is because that was 20 versus 20 at one point at least that uh, when you add in calm and face uh, we definitely outnumbered uh, face guild at the start they had like 10 guys to our 18 um, and then when they would come back they wouldn't come back quite as strong they had like eight guys or so um, it was a lot of fun <laughs> it was a lot of fun uh, and the video is cool. It's out there. If y'all want to watch it. Uh, so let's get to this uh, pipeline. Absolutely. Let's go. So we're going to start from the top and get to the bottom. And if we get tired, we'll quit. Because <laughs> it, it goes on forever. <laughs> it is a long post. It's a very long uh, post. The uh, archery overhaul. I, I made an archer for a very, very long time. Uh, I made him a stealth archer. Yeah, you got a shadow archer, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And that is really the only currently the only viable archer on the server pure archer um i think now people are playing with air and they're playing with a couple other things um with some cause you have that you have all the links and you have the air suit buff and a couple other suits that got buffed like um blood yeah i was, I was gonna say when they redid that kind of tweaked a few of them i think air became pretty popular for archer i think it was always kind of popular but it became a lot easier yeah. to kind of um, play it as a main yeah, because hinder is really strong and when you increase your melee swing speed and you tie that with a bow it becomes even stronger it's you still you don't see it very much uh i think it's gonna be more prevalent now that you have these um this overall coming which as far as i can tell it's just different quivers that give you different utility um it's not a whole lot of details with like yeah. I mean, they said revisit ammunition recovery handling, so I think they're trying to make it not as expensive, um, right? And, and then tweak the PvP damage. But yeah, it seems to be the big thing is the quivers, right? Yeah, I mean, one like if I take out my stealth archer, I'm going to use a hundred arrows in an hour. If I take out, uh, you know, my air archer, it's going to use a thousand arrows a trip. Yeah, for <laughs> so. sure. Yeah, I mean, this looks cool. I think we could probably do a whole episode if we got uh, Oreo. Uh, that's why I call my the ancient yeah. lich or whatever <laughs> he's going by now. We could probably do a whole episode if you really wanted to. But I, I, I think it's just cool that they're giving them um, something unique. The quiver artwork is awesome. That's made by uh, an act, uh, Outlands player, so uh, Belali. So the those are really cool. They're not your standard UO art. Again, I like outlands. the way it looks. I like that yeah. it looks in all three spots on your paper doll with clothes on in the in the game screen. It looks mm -hmm. nice for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm curious, like how fast you can switch between these. Could I carry like three and just switch them, or are they really expensive to where you would never do that because it's too expensive? Um, it says they can change them up to every sixty seconds. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it's double click to activate or something, or I, I don't know. But as long as it's not expensive, you know, like using essence or something, I could. You know, but who knows what they're gonna, you know, are they gonna make this like the, um, the aspect, items, that that increase your damage and shit because those can get really expensive too. So as long as these are affordable, I think it'll be a big help to Archer. And I think that's I think that's what they're trying to do is make it an everyday item to help archer damage in pvm yeah uh i could use a buff with it in pvp but maybe not and maybe it's a good spot in pvp i just like playing my my orc archer 
man. I guess he does. I think he, does he does good in a group. He's just not good solo. Which yeah, is I think the I think the damage could be tweaked a little bit. Um, definitely more consistent. Uh, it's it's in a pretty good spot. I don't I don't know. I I tend to miss a lot or not fire a lot when I switch to my bow. Like I take that stutter step and I don't know. I I don't have it down yet. I used to on other shards, but there's something about this shard I just can't get that kill shot timing right. Yeah. I know a lot a lot of people love to play the tank archer just for the utility it gives them with range rather than the the Halley mage or the uh the mage with archery instead of mage with uh Halley. Yeah, that that's yeah. a pretty um popular town struggle. At least it was. Build. Uh so we'll move on from that. Um I'm I'm very excited for that. As as someone with an archer main um that has an echo you know, I can use my stealth archer and I can echo out and, and not have to stealth around. That's, that's exciting. So, uh, next up is Dexter overhaul, which I think the shards needed. I, um, I think it's a hundred percent needed for sure. You know, I, I would love, I think our, our idea for future episodes is to get some more people that know more about these particular tweaks more than, than you or I, um, you know, people have a lot of knowledge with, with the inner works of the game. I don't know if this is if this is enough, but just the fact that they're going to look at it um, and bring them up in line with with some of the more popular builds. Um, there was that fire, uh, that fire melee build that was really strong for a while. Yeah, I know. I know Kenny Nelson runs fire maces. Um, he's ran all kinds of different. Um, aspects since then yeah. but that you yeah, know it's a very very powerful earth, template uh, earth yeah, build earth. is can be really strong uh you know the, the issue with any melee build on outlands is they they don't shine until way later yeah you have to have high level aspect yeah it's a rough go for a long time whereas a summoner tier zero tier one you're you're rocking you know yeah i agree same with the I tamer agree. I, I think um, the only, you know, and they're 10% complete. There's not a lot of info here. I really think I'd, I'd love to see some PVP changes here too for Dexters, not just PVM. Um, hopefully they can work something in. I think, you know, the, the loudest group of people are the PVP mages that want to do arenas and stuff. And that's why we've gone to straight tank mage duels now. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, think there's a big group of people that would love to play a competent Dexter or that are competent Dexters that, but that would like to play that character and it's just, they're, yeah. they're not there. So we'll see. I mean, any boost in PVM is good. I'd love to see some PVP sprinkled in there as well. Yeah. I'll be curious. Uh, this just says PVM. Um, uh, yeah. As far as yeah, if I'm not misreading it, the more, the important thing from here is their, their goal to bring it in line with, with the other templates, so yeah, for sure. Always Every welcome. overhaul so far with that has been pretty nice. Um, you said a couple along the way to start the shard, and uh, while they haven't always fixed everything, they've definitely um, have helped a lot. You know, things like air and uh, poison, a lot of stuff was just unusable, and now a lot of people are rolling with that stuff. So, uh, taming. This has been on the docket for a while. At least it's been talked about, if not on the docket, that they have some huge rework to touch base with every mob out there and make them viable, fix a lot of unviable ones. Um, 
bring a lot of things online with the rest of it. Uh, looks like they're talking about fixing some some AOE effects, uh, I, which is nice. So there's a lot of variety with Outlands uh, taming mobs. You know, there's a ton of variety, but so much of it gets people figure out the the meta, and uh, it gets a little stale. Um, yeah, I mean this this could be a whole patch in and of itself. Like for any other shard, this would be their entire development. And this is just like one of 50 items they put on this list. Um, I, yeah. I think it gets brought up every day in Discord, multiple times a day, you know. And and there are people that have gone out and I think Black T ran all farm animals one time and took down a demon, you know. So yes, you can do it, but how long are you going to spend doing it? You know, you see people with blood apes and blood hunters and crabs and this and that. So, yeah, there are other ones out there, but if you go to any boss, if you go to any Omni, if you go to level 4 of any dungeon or level 3 of any dungeon, you're going to see one of two things 99% of the time. That's a bug with a Prowler or a bug with a Phoenix. And that's just that's the way it is. Um, well, the, the Prowler, when I was here, was just starting to be a thing. It was a thing on the sea. Yep. Which I think the sea got popular, and then that drew people's attention to it on the land. I'm not really sure what exactly happened. I know the bloodworm. It's right. It's right when the bloodworm tweak came. Everyone was doing bloodworms. Yeah, they they nerfed the the self heal on it. the bloodworms. Yeah, and then which it still works. You get, I mean, you could still go you can out some damage with them for sure. Um, and that kind of switched people to the prowlers. Um, there are there, there is various templates even in pvp there's you know you have the black um, cats we call it the cats and you have the, yeah, the black smokies. cats um there's a couple of there's a couple of stuff but even there it gets a little stale people just figure out what works so it'd be nice to have i don't know how they plan to tackle this i know i know there is a player that ran through the entire taming uh and, and made all the tweaks to bring them all online so there's a player that kind of did a bunch of the work, you know, so Luthis has a, a template he could reference, but I'm sure he's got his own ideas. Maybe, uh, maybe give more things a, a use case, kind of like what he did with, uh, summoners. Yeah, I could, I, yeah, you specialize the problem. Right. Biggest problem I see with that is the amount of stable slots you need. And right now, right. You get what? 20 at 120 taming. And then, yeah, you can buy, buy more, but I think to max them all out, it's, I think, three mil for the first two and then like five mil for the next one. You know, it's like one mil, two mil, five mil or something. So to have specific use cases is going to be really hard, I think, with the limited amount of stable slots that you get. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just would prefer that versus uh, a lot of stuff being the same where you start normalizing things. Uh, that's uninteresting. You know, you know you have. that's that's what they did with weapons, though. If if you think about it, you know, while you owe every weapon was a different speed and different damage and the blah blah blah, they kind of did three tiers here. So I could see maybe three tiers of pets. You know, maybe you have squishy, ranged, high damage. Maybe you have in your face tanky, low damage. You know, and you mix and match something, which is kind of what you're saying, but. So maybe there's a balance between normalizing them and special cases. Yeah, well, and even if they kind of make some of these pets no one uses that are really neat, um, 
Like I love, I love my colossal spider. Um, he's awesome. They can't really use him anywhere. <laughs> they look cool though, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's really awesome. Uh, so you know, getting more getting stuff like that more in line where I could take him out more would be neat. Uh, and, and I I definitely have no problem with them locking the uh, the stable sauce behind gold because that's a that's a good gold sink. And the, if anything, Outlands needs needs more gold sinks and than less. Yeah, I think they just have to make sure when they're when they're thinking about special use cases, they take that into account. In my opinion. Yeah, where you need twenty different pets to function. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, so we're going to camp out here on the next one for a while because it's probably the whole reason I'm back playing. Really? Yeah, it's just one patch. Um, Wait, hold on. Are you talking about the zoological cooperative? No, I'm not. We can talk about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it basically seems like uh, societies for, for tamers, for pets, um, where you have to use unpopular creatures. So I, I don't know how that's going to go with the taming overhaul, but I, it, it's just kind of a skip over. I agree. I, I was just teasing <laughs> you. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hinted at this earlier. Um, I like I like to have a reason to fight over something. Um, you know, I played EVE Online for years and years where we defended wormholes, we defended systems, and we owned territory, and, and UO just doesn't have that, which is fine. They're different games. Um, but one thing UO had, at least Outlands had, was the Omniboss system, which tied into the boss system, which tied into guild cooperation, because uh, you had to unlock the bosses. Uh, and in the case of minis for a long time, you had to scout them, you had to win them. You had to get the tokens. You had to get them out, uh, you know, alive. All that was like interaction with other players. And then you, when you summon the Omni, their intent when they brought the system out was it would always come with a fight at the end. You would have a chance to kind of do your thing, and then it would have a big fight. And when it first came out, it was like I don't know, seven hundred HP or something. And then Face Guild did it in fifteen minutes, and it was five million HP the next couple of days. And even then, people have been doing it in less than an hour for since then. Like, I don't think it's ever been a problem. Very, very rare to have a guild that can't finish it in the hour. More more common is people will summon with the intent of not finishing it to provide content. And uh, that's been fun occasionally. But very rare is it that a guild summons it, can't finish it, and then has to fight off a raid. And I know there's a position of players that feel like they put in all this work, all this time and effort. Why do they have to lose that to someone else? But to me, it's more about your guild accomplishing something. It not being in an instance zone where it's not in the open world. Even if you lose that fight, I'm like, I can lose every fight. I mean, eventually you're, you're going to, figure out what to do or get get allies to help you. Um, and all that makes the game really interesting. And at the end of the day, it's just pixels, right? And it, it, the way this system is going to be, like you could summon the Omni and you'll still get, you'll still get stuff out of it. You just won't get all the stuff out of it if you happen to lose at the end. So the, the big tweak for the Omni system is uh, at 25%, it opens up the entire server. So... If I'm reading that right, 
So at 75, you'll have 75% of its health where it's just you and your guilt. And all Correct. the links up, up all, to an hour, I believe. It's still right. the hour is still in there. So all the links that drop um, in that time frame are yours. Yes. And then after that, someone can steal it from you. So, you know, we offered that um, we offered that tweak to them uh, back then was you know lower the health back down to where it's not so much and put in like a certain once his HP is at this threshold it opens up because they're the original intent was for sure to have this be a contested thing at the end it's just never gone that way I agree I I think the biggest issue is you have so many people that want to experience all the content and you know you have BB you have face if comms a pretty big guild um, there's some others that I'm probably forgetting, so I apologize. That can just melt these things, but then it tweaks like this completely cut it off from the smaller five man guilds, ten man guilds, even some of the twenty, you know, twenty thirty man guilds that can only field a full group on a good night, you know. And you're you're not cutting it off, I guess, but for a guild like that to get all the boss tokens, all the mini tokens, get their book, get everyone on the same night. That's a big deal for them. Where for a BB could collect, you know, all the tokens in a week and do an Omni, you know, Com can collect all the tokens a week. I've seen Com do it. They, they were aiming for one a week, you know, so it's really hard here to balance this. I would maybe say if maybe it's if you just do the default, you know, you get your five links, you know, no damage bonus, no bonuses, whatever, then it it defaults to what it currently is. And then maybe if you want to make it harder on yourself for more reward, but then you put in more risk, you know, to kind of give it a balance to everyone. You know, is that going to push a BB and a face guild to bump up? How many links they're getting? Probably because there's so many people there that need the links that want the links, um, you know. Or are they then doing three books a week, you know, two books just to get no risk chains, and then one to get as many chains as they can out? I, you know, I I don't know. You'd have to ask the guild leaders, and I'm sure you have some insight there. But I think there's a lot of smaller guilds and smaller groups that want to enjoy this content. And have to, you know, you have to enjoy this. You have to get the, to this content if you want to get your chain going. If you want to get, you know, the top end items. If you want to be competitive in the dungeon. Because then what happens is you go down to a dungeon. Say I go down to Maws. And there's Disharmony. Or there's Wes. Or there's someone with their 25 link chain. <laughs> just yeah. melting shit before I can even touch touch it. Now I'm getting no loot in that dungeon. So now I gotta go find another dungeon. And I'm just wasting time. I'm wasting that hour I have to play a night. You know, so it's I I get you don't want your top end guilds and your top end players just melting through this content. And you wanna try and fight power creep, but you always have, and this is no offense to anyone, you always have the no lives that can just sink so much time and energy into this game that you can't balance it around them. No, you can't. You for sure can't do that. Uh, you definitely need to balance around the, um, you know, maybe not the average casual, <laughs> you know, but uh, which I think the for as faulty as a chain system is, um, you don't need a twenty-five chain system to be functional. It's 
percents on percents is only going to motivate that high end dude. Um, he's really obsessed with having everything completed and, uh, it doesn't motivate me getting a percent on a percent of my backstab. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to, I'm never going to care about that. Uh, it's a nice bonus if I get it. Um, but it's not going to change my everyday gameplay. Um, what this is more about for me is smashing one guild into another um, on the field. And the way the Omni is now, it's it's basically instance content, which is very un-UO and very un-sandbox. Um, having in the open game world that you have to defend is sandbox. Um now it's one style of sandbox, but you will kind of cater to that with our Feluca and the PVP and the thieves. And, you know, we're not, it's not, this isn't a PVE Minecraft server. It's a, you're right. It should lean into those kind of tendencies. And so having it all instance, I don't know. Like it just, it doesn't feel very UO to me. And the end game content should occasionally smash your guild against another guild. Right, and, and and I don't I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. It just seems to be going about it the wrong way, and I don't know what the right way is. But you have people that say, "Oh, well, this is instance. There's no risk, no nothing." Well, that's the PVPers don't want any risk. They want to either a go to the arena or go to Town Struggles or go to Corpse Creek and not lose anything, not consume anything, and just PVP kill each other. Right? There's no yeah. risk there. There's yeah. nothing. So you can, and then they go to a dungeon. They roll eight deep, melting solo players, and they're getting rich off of it. I mean, when the shard launched, Hood was probably the most profitable guild, and all they did was run three to five PVPers through every dungeon, just smashing anyone in their way. You know, I'm I'm out there on my tamer with a book that's worth twenty to fifty k with you know. Thankfully, now your aspects don't drop anymore. But with my aspect armor, with all my regs, with my pots, with everything else, and these guys are coming in in GM leather, stacking a few pots, stacking a few, 50 of each reg, no book, GM Halley, and just crushing people and making a fortune off of it, right? So now we're going to say, all right, you can crush it in the dungeons. You can make a fortune in the dungeons running a PK. Or now we're going to give you endgame content that you literally had to do nothing for except farm one ruin and take your guild of 15 PVPers in there, smash all these min-max PVMers, and take all their top-end loot. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh so one way you look at it too, though, is that 75% window, that's that's what you're rightfully owed. And that's what you get. And and the rest you have to win. And uh, you're not rightfully owed the boss loot and the last 25% of chain links. Um, you know, your guild put in a lot of work and effort, and that work and effort is rewarded with the 75% drops. And then from then on, it's it's something you have to win on the, on the field. And you may not be challenged, or what's happened with... With our guild, we we had I think we had one not make the one hour sometimes. Is uh, it's a lot of back and forth. They push you off, you push them off, you know, and they come in push you off, and then it's kind of this back and forth. It makes for a lot of great content, very similar to what happened Saturday with the Orcs and Face Guild. You know, Face Guild lost that T map, but it was a lot of fun. I, I'm assuming it was fun for them too. I don't think we were assholes there in that that engagement. You know, it never feels good to lose. So, you know, it's a lot of hard work to do this thing. 
and uh you know we had some very similar with the uh with the uh corrupted shrines where there's a group of peers that were just ruining that content for for the shard which is meant to be almost like a public quest type of system and the pvpers would swoop in at the end and wipe out all the pvmers and no one was having fun and this could very well do is where it happened here we get some group that's really really fucking good at clearing omnis and then bringing in their pvmers and they just you summon an omni you're never going to be able to finish it i um, i i really it's that's my worry i guess you know you have calm dominating I docs. I think there's gonna be, you know, and you had um, who did do the shrines all the time. I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, back it, then, it was it was money. cash. It was cash. It was money. Yeah, it was you. money. Yeah, you had money ruining shrines. Uh, you know, I just this is just ripe. Some guild, especially you know, look down. There, there's gonna be public gates. It's gonna literally tell you here's where you can go. Here's who you can raid. You know, here's the guild you can raid. Um, so I think there's going to be a guild that just this is they're just going to smash these nonstop, and it's going to piss people off. So um, I don't know. I th- I think it'll probably get some tweaks before it goes anywhere, but uh, I think there's going to be a big backlash when it goes live. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with tweaks uh, as long as it remains not 100% instance with no um, with ways to circumvent it which this one tweak does like it's got it. It's, it's opened up at 25%. There's nothing you can do about it. You can run it as fast as you want, but there's still going to be a window where someone can get in there. Um, whereas right now when they base it on the HP and time limits, like people are just, can, can just get under, you know, he can make it 10 million HP. I think, I think guys, I think 10 guys killed an Omni. 10 players only did an Omni under an hour. That's where I, that's where I we're at with power creep on shard it. at the moment. Um, so, which is cool. I mean, I'm glad people have builds that are like that and have progressed far enough and are, you know, that's definitely a goal for a lot of people. Uh, so there's no, so there's no way he could make the he could make it 10 million HP and players will figure it out. You know, like instead of BB going to uh, Omnibus, it'll be BB and and Sin and BB and like three or four other big giant guilds. I don't know what you know. People, players are going to break content. That's just what we do. Um, anyways, we'll move on. Um, th- that's this really is why I'm back to playing the game because uh, the boss scene has been just really still and unchanged for how, m- how many Omni books does BB have stacked up right now? I don't know. I'm just getting back. I haven't looked through our chest. When I left, there was like eight, eight or ten books. I don't even know where they're at now. Gotcha. I haven't gone back to look at this chest yet. I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I think with our pace of of summoning, assuming you get uh, your mini tokens in, like I don't, you could you could summon one every other week or so. What's happened now is we're gated by only a few bosses. It's it's like Darkmire, Darkmire, <laughs> Pol- uh, maybe Pulma. Oh, I did um, Pulma today, man. I forgot how much I hated that boss. Yeah, it's just really a couple, and other than that, there's we have like thirty of each Osiris token. You know, it's it's dumb stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I got a some, ton of cavern amps. Um, for some reason, we have endless, endless Mount Petrum tokens. Um, for a long time, we're allied with Rat, and Rat loves Mount Petrum. So, uh, you know, small Rat, all them guys. Uh, so we have uh, tons and tons of those. So you really are. We, we're just pecking for like one or two tokens and boom, a book's done. You know, second they show up, you have a book completed. 
Um, but I know for a lot of guilds, it's not like that. To, to do all of these with the summoning system, though, it's a lot more reachable than it was back when there was no summoning system. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I know guilds do them once a week. That's that's their guild content is an omni book a week. I I would imagine there's some that do multiples a week too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, actually, that that gets curved. That gets curbed with this next part here. I think. Yeah, I don't think this will make life. I don't think no? so. No, I don't think so. Uh, for one, it's it's really unusual for there not to be a home team advantage. Because uh, right now the home team doesn't have to worry about runes, but any invader needs runes. Uh, this one change to enter the room, every single person needs a rune every time they go through the gate. So uh, if you haven't done Omni, a lot of times you don't bring enough supplies or someone didn't bring in the keg you need, so you have to go back out. Like That would be a rune. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I misread this. I missed that part. I thought it was... So they're trying to get people to farm Omni runes more. Because I know yeah. we, we did an Omni the other day. I took out every link as soon as it dropped. I restocked um, multiple times. Brought stuff back for people that need to be restocked. And with this 25% thing, you're going to have um, everyone stop at 26%, switch to PVPers, do your, you know, leave a couple tamers, do that last 1%. <laughs> and then you're yeah. there on the field with PvP. Um, you know, and all, all that will cost you runes. Which I guess is okay. I mean, I, I just don't I don't like that there's not a home field advantage for all the reasons we talked about before. Like it's still a lot of hard work to get here. And you know, it should be like almost like invading the orc fort, you know. Yeah, there's, this this doubles down on my my negativity towards this part of the patch. Um, <laughs> and I agree. You should have home field advantage if you went through all the work and now you're just getting screwed. You know, what happens if you run out of ruins and so you just completely lose your boss, right? Like, you know, hey, we farmed up, you know, 50 ruins. Well, you have 25 people. That's only two trips back. That's and now you're fucked if the other team wipes you twice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't see this. Uh make it alive. Um, I, you know, some of these patch notes, I think he's trying to address a perceived issue that doesn't exist. And I think with, with testing and vetting, it, it won't make it to live. Um, this, this is probably one of them, I think, but you know, maybe not. Maybe. I wonder some... if that's after the 60 minutes, then you need ones to go back. Uh, the way I read this, it's not, not the case. No, uh, we'll always need one Omni around to enter. The yeah. Omni yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's really weird. <clears throat> That's so, really weird. you know, I, I I bought hundreds of runes in case we ever raided a, a boss. So I'm I'm sitting on stacks of hundreds, and it, even that would deplete pretty quick if this went in. You know, so yeah, I and know I know that Omni layer is pretty pretty well tracked. There's a couple of reds that sit there and just track from their house. So yeah, they do drop from the Omni boss, uh, not from the Omni boss itself. From the, the from the ads. The, yeah, the ads have them. Yeah. So you. If you've been doing a lot of Omni bosses, you're gonna, and you've been saving them, because a lot of people think they're junk. Why do you need them when no one ever raids? Right. <laughs> I think I have like five in my bank that I farmed the first time. I ever did an Omni. All right, let's move on. Sure. Uh, so dungeon boss summoning system overhaul. Um, 
I also don't think this will make life. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm <laughs> the stuff I don't want. I think won't make and stuff I want. I think I'll make. I think this is to try and curb the yeah, yeah. I prestige think creep. I guess you, you, yeah, you know, yeah, you're trying to, but, you're trying to curb that a little bit. This is addressing a perceived problem that really isn't a problem, at least not. Um, and I don't think this fixes it. What you're, what's going to happen with, at, with as this is written, all that's going to happen is there'll be a phase one, two, three, four, and five if they feel like they need to do five bosses a day. Uh, there'll be a BB one, two, three, because we feel we need three bosses a day. Well, um, I, I don't know if that really solves your issue because you got to make sure then your PV. Emmers are spread across and they're yep. equally farming and yep. not a problem. I mean, I, I guess I guess easily, easily super done. super nerds do that and they min max, but that sounds like a fucking hassle. Easily done. Uh, there's your alliance system. It's all like this. This this won't solve it as written. Um, you know the prestige creep. Uh, I know they've. I think they've hinted at there being more prestige rewards. Um. You know, if we took a brand new guild today with a, with a full player base that knows what they're doing, how fast could they hit 30k prestige now? You know, like let's say Calm was brand new, but which Calm isn't. Um, you know, they have really experienced players and they know what they're doing. Um, it's still a it's still a big advantage, a long journey to get there. Like there's only two guilds with a with a custom house, and there's only a few more on the way. So. I mean, I know, like, with that last prestige push um, between all the guilds last season is impressive, but, like, what are they pushing to? Past 30K, there's not anything else. So why is it a problem if they, they're pushing a leaderboard? I mean, that's that's fine. Like, why is that an issue that has to be curbed with controlling how many bosses they summon? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it goes with power creep, too, you know, because as you do more bosses and mini bosses you summon more omnis you get more lean i there's more I, loot I think there's more loot uh but the economy there's, more, loot, has been there's pretty, more links there's more everything yeah um but all that takes a lot of work if we want to talk links the link problem with links is tied to societies which i think is down well below. which yeah we do get down <laughs> below so I, th I think as a whole they're trying to address some of those problems right if you look at if you stand back and look at this pipeline as a whole a lot of it is addressing just creep in various forms, power creep, prestige creep, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, adding gold sinks, adding, you know, ways to get rated and adding this and adding that. I, I think it's just creep in general. They're trying to pull it back a little bit. Yeah. I, I would rather this be tackled with um, a different summoning system. You know, I don't know. I, originally they talked about having it like items that would drop, um, you could change your rarity, something that wouldn't feel so, um, which you could tackle that problem by throwing more players at it. Right. Um, but just having a, a 24 hour cooldown in a lockout. Um, I know MMOs do that. Like you can only raid certain dungeons in wow or something once a week. Um, that's a common thing, I guess, but, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this will hit the shard in a different, a different way. What's it's been discussed and tested and stuff, but well, I guess we'll see. Uh, expansions, dungeon expansions. I'm always down for expansions. I love this. This is my favorite part of this patch. I bug Owen about it all the time. I'm like, hey, when <laughs> when are we getting more of this? When are we getting more of this? And uh, the last time I talked to him, he was like, oh, you know, everything's pretty much done. Nisero, 
He said the map's pretty much done. He's just tweaking. I think same for Maws. He was waiting on Lithius to, to create some new mobs for the areas, um, which is probably the hardest part of getting dungeon expansions is getting new and interesting mobs. Um, but this is, I can't wait. You know, OS4 was cool. I don't go down there probably enough just because it's such a hassle. Um, and you fill up so quick. Like, I get, like, one room <laughs> in, and I'm full, and I'm like, shit, I got to go back. Um, yeah, I, I went. I did an OS4 run before we, we podcasted, um, which would probably be super boring to most players, but I hadn't done it in six months. So it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, for for my money, I'd rather go to Mausoleum. Cause I, well, one, I know it really well. Two, I know the mobs really well. And three, I can get down there much quicker than OS4 in and out. Um, so that's why I do that. But um, Nucero, I am really excited about just because that dungeon gets so crowded so quick. You know, level one is just, well, level one is really just that little bullshit where the gate is. Level two, just tamers pretty much. Everyone just skips that level. Um, and then level three, no one, no one does that main section. Uh, they just go back to the big open areas by the bridge and stuff. So, um, you know, if they can get that spread out a little more and add another level, um, Darkmire, I was in there today trying to farm up the bar and there's literally jack shit worth killing in there. It's terrible. I I, I love Darkmire. It's probably my primary dungeon, uh, but. That's that's when I'm farming on my stealth archer. It's a good place for stealth archer because everything's low HP mostly, um, with the same difficulty. So a stealth archer can kind of shine there. Um, and I I know people hate that dungeon. I I like it. Uh, this is a really good problem, <laughs> right? Dungeons are crowded. There's too many players. Uh, we need more space. We need more things to kill. We need better, um, more dense dungeons. More space. It's a really really healthy problem. The Outlands has had for a long time, and, and OS4 helped. Um, but people need variety, um, you know. And, and the societies do a really good job at spreading us around uh, with the various hundred, two hundred fifty k, even twenty five k societies. That does a great job of spreading people around. Um, I went to Palma today. Palma was unfarmable. It was, was packed. Like five different <laughs> it groups. Was completely packed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's I think that's the twenty five k this week. So yeah, I got to day. 10k and I was like, this is, it took me forever. I was like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, you, at least you go to Darkmire and no one's there. Um, yeah, oh, I did. Oh, the, I, no the, one was there. The level three loop's not awful. Like, it's it's not the end of the world if you make 30k an hour instead of 45k an hour or whatever it is. Um, I don't it know. is. It's the end of the world, Dan. <laughs> okay. It's unplayable. <laughs> but hey, let's not forget a brand new three level dungeon too. So that'll be cool. I wonder yeah, if it's the, uh, the fabled orc dungeon. You're right. Uh, that is at the end. I, I missed that. I completely missed that. Um, I, I know Owen. He's he's a perfectionist, and his stuff is is really good. And uh, you know, he'll say it's almost done, and then he'll redo everything, and it'll be even better. Uh, like a cavern, I went through some reworks and stuff. Um, and, and he's really meticulous, and it's time consuming, and his his stuff is just really really great. Uh. So I don't see even even the map work for all this being done right away. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious as to what this picture is though. If if anyone's wondering what picture I'm looking at, it's the pipeline, Melbent mm-hmm. pipeline, October 9th, twenty twenty. There is a picture. Kind of looks, looks like, like a, a Mount Petra. It could be Nucero, 
expansion. It could even be Maw's expansion if they do it on the other side by the Elder Vampires. Or this could be the brand new dungeon. I'm, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, I would probably say this is Nucero because this is really close to Petrum and Nucero look with color scheme and stuff. Um, I, yeah, it's very shame-esque for the people that played OSI. Um, I, I would venture to say Nucero, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, uh, now, now while I know a lot of people were super excited for their, uh, they're going to bring classic dungeons back, um, you know, I, I'm brand new to UO. Uh, Outland is kind of where I learned UO and played. I have no nostalgia for that stuff. Uh, I did I did install OSI and ran around those dungeons, and they suck. I would still appreciate that system here because, uh, you know, I get to be in comms with guys that love that old content. And they'll tell me about it, but uh, I, I'm much more excited to have Owen's take on a on a new dungeon personally. So, for sure, and I think classic dungeons are down the list at like ten percent. They said we're gonna do something with them. We don't know what though. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, lawless, make them lawless. <laughs> that I think that was in the notes. Could be lawless. Could be progressive, like a champ spawn or something. But. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's another kind of creep thing, um, society jobs overhaul, which is definitely needed. There's people just cranking out scribe and um, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now what you do. Artificers on all you, three you, counts, right? Yeah, you go make a you go make an alchemist and a scribe on each each of your counts, um, and then you will have three gold links every ten weeks. Yeah, so they're adding IP restrictions for completion. Yeah, to address that's, that. that's the hack that has been well known and well documented for forever. Um, and I, I, I would, you know, be much more vocal and mad about that, except for at least they're going to fix it now. Yeah. Rather than leave it broke, at least they're going to tackle it. Um, because you could just AFK that. It's not fully AFK. There is a monetary investment. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The only good thing about it is it's a gold a gold sink but then you're pumping in these high-end items which is just going to make you more gold so you're not yeah, really doing it, anything so you pump in items for for 10 weeks but then you get you get a gold link on your account yeah. and that's two million so i don't know what you're pumping in it's less than two million though um because the rng is so good with those with those jobs you can fill up your societies pretty pretty easily across those two with the cheaper stuff um yeah, uh, I would prefer societies to be more, more active. Um, he did an okay job with fishing because the fishing societies are pretty bad. It was you just it was super RNG. You set you set in a really high end boat. Um, now there's a little more to it than that. Uh, with yeah, what's like bait and nets and yeah, stuff, right? And, yeah, it's still not perfect, but you know, there's something to it, right? You just you just don't AFK for thirty hours on a boat to get your societies done. Um, anytime I mean, it could think, be active play. I think the coolest societies are the monster hunters and like the taming and the team apps and stuff. And those are worth like the least points. The monster hunters ones are literally never worth doing minus the bosses and the mini bosses. Um, yeah. Every once in a while you get a good one, but it, it's dog shit comparatively. Um, and that gets you out doing stuff not AFK in your house. 
there's something you said for just this being a bad system altogether because it's daily quest week week weekly quest which always feel um soul crushing <laughs> <laughs> i agree uh i went i went off and played arcade last last year when the Un- unchained came out and it's just that was endless endless dailies and weeklies um that just defeats you uh, but societies have been an okay middle ground for, for spreading you out and giving new players some direction. Like I had a guy, I'm bringing a, a brand new UO player right now and I'm te- I taught him all the client and the game and helped him build his character and then he needs some direction what to do. He's like, hey, well, look at these societies. You could just, you know, go pick the dungeon that has a 25K or 100K, you know, or go pick this monster. It, it's pretty good for that. Um, beyond just our our weekly progression as in game players, you know, it's a good new player tool too. Yeah, I wish I you know it's probably possible. It depends how much time they want to spend coding it and how much data they want to store. It would be really cool if they could be more randomized per person. So that makes like so I might have a hundred k in Mount Petrum. You might have a hundred k in Aegis. I might have you know something here because I feel like. You know, the Palmas, the Niceros, you know, when you get so many people in those places, some of those are just really hard to complete. And I, I get that's part of the the balance of societies, right, is making them hard to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, you pack so many people in so, some of these spaces and it's just, it's hard. So if they could balance that a little bit, I think it'd be cool. Um, just to make them a little more obtainable. Um Especially, you know, if you're trying, we want to go for 100k or 250k. Um, you know, maybe splitting those up a little bit. Yeah, I, I think this will land not perfect, um, but it'll fix a lot of old problems, and we'll get something better that also won't be perfect. But uh, that's probably. <laughs> that's Are you probably saying Lethius isn't perfect? <laughs> uh, I just don't know that he can tackle all of our issues because me and you are bringing up separate issues that I think are almost they, they're conflicting you know i don't know you can make a great a a great daily or weekly system just as a rule because by its nature what it is um and then and then here just so much of uo can be scripted especially especially crafting so um let's see master train overhaul um i don't know if you've looked at master trains at all lately Uh, as someone who ran the bb lore system it almost all of it's junk. They're yeah, they're all junk. <laughs> <laughs> they're all junk. What do you want? You know, aspect modify or aspect proc chance, follower damage. Yeah, maybe, some of them. I, some of them I get. Loot. Some of them I get. Some of them are very fun to watch people come up with very creative builds and then break the system. Um, those are awesome to see. Uh, people think they're junk and they're really not. Those are cool to see too. Uh, but some of them, I was like, why? Why did you even put this in the game? <laughs> did you did you just want to water down what what's uh what the good ones are like spell uh, spell resist chance i think is one i that's I don't really... that's like the third or fourth best spell one i think no I no no not there's like maybe maybe i'm thinking maybe i misread it i thought it was like your resist spells is, well, is th- it yeah there's there's some really uh like awkward one you think would be great, like spell damage. Oh, that's great. Spell damage. That's like the fifth best spell link or something. Yeah. Um, I may have old info and I'm remembering it wrong possibly too, but 
Um, if you get the number crunchers that are out there, they'll they'll do all the testing and you know, here's your first, second, third choice for a link. Uh, and then so much of it just is unused. Uh, I mean, like, and, yeah. Like the poison, it was like that. It's like two, three poison links, but only one you, would you ever slot. That's the, I think the poison to damage creatures. Damage to poison creatures, right? Something like that, yeah. Dam- damage to poisoned creatures, right? Yeah, because then you can poison them and then, yeah, increase your damage. Yeah, uh, there's a, this is a lot. It's just like that through the whole system. Um, yeah, there's I'd a ton to, of them. I had to pull up the tome to kind of better talk about this. But yeah, get rid of the junk or fix the junk. Or he already kind of put it in to where you can trade links out, I think, pretty. Cause that wasn't yes, two, 250 essence. And yeah. then you have the reforged tools, which are nice as well. Yeah, and reforged tools are another, could be another cost sink, I guess. Uh, yeah, it could it could be used a lot more because you go you go do that T eight <laughs> that T eight we fought on for the orcs with this with the <laughs> spell something our bronze spell resist it's like no no one wants this. Um, yeah, I've, I have five bronze links in my chain, and I've had to reforge them all to follower damage. Like you can't find shit. Uh, aspects, um, you know. He's talking about going to tier 13 or 14. Um, that's uninteresting, but uh, people do like to move a bar. That's like the same thing. Like, here's you five levels in WoW. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I think, you know, I think a lot of people actually have, you know, max and they've dropped down to 10 or 11 just because essence usage is insane. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm sure you feel it. So. I think that might need a little tweaking. I understand it's it's a gold sink. Or, well, it's not even a gold sink. It moves gold around the economy and stuff. But honestly, I can't I can't carry enough shit. I should probably carry like an ID wand and a toolkit on me to dust it right away. But I have I have trouble getting essence, and the only reason I have so much stockpiled is because I did a lot of T maps at launch or just shortly after launch when they were just completely broken. <laughs> yeah, uh people people like to pr- to progress. Uh the, for as faulty as the chain system is, it it, it provides a long-term progression. Uh you know, the aspect system the same way. Once you get bored with your command, you can work blood, and you can work air, and you can work fire. Um you know, I know guys that have that have done that achievement where they have like what 10 with 10 10 to yeah, level 10. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Um, you know, people like to move things, which is definitely a part of the of the long term success of Outlands, uh, because there's just things to always work on. Um, yeah, I think they originally said that their plan was to take them to twenty eventually. Yeah, uh, but this does bring in power creep. This brings in this does give you the ten guys that can do the omni and uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. For sure. So for sure. Uh, more interesting is one to two new aspects because that oh. that that's build variety and scheming and. Lots of fun stuff. Always down for more. You know, and uh, you know what I've actually seen a lot more popularly is um, the the crafting one. What is it? The, um, shit, why am I drawing a blank? Artisan? Artisan, yes. I was thinking yeah. armorers, and I knew that wasn't right. Artisan. There's a lot of new artisan builds. Uh, you see the price creeping up on that. Um, so that's cool that people are... I, I think it just took a long time to get in because people wanted to make their farming characters. 
and their crafters, and they didn't want to waste. They didn't want to waste quote unquote resources on your Dexer when you could get the same damage bonuses from taking tracking or something. And I think now people are more comfortable. They're like, okay, I, let's go play and experiment and do this and do that. Yeah. Well, also you can you can now level your artisan only through crafting. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I forgot about that that change. Yeah, uh, the artisan has always been really, really, really strong, especially uh, that one Omni we had, we fought against, uh, it wasn't Cash, um, it was Viton's group, whoever that was. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'll think of it. Just, Um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, they came in and we distracted them with our our PvP group um, and, and Jack was on his artisan and tanked the boss the last like one percent killed it or whatever it was it was him and a and another guy over there with him um it's a really it's a super tank it's, it shines there and you, you, you buff your whole team uh it's a really cool boss build even to have like a regular boss he calls he calls it give out the rubbings because i think that's what the animation looks like he like <laughs> you and you get a buff <laughs> uh, um i think some of these we can just kind of you know Antiquities, just new drops. That'll be cool. Oh yeah, we can breeze through some of these for sure. Town invasions, uh, corrupted castles. Those kind of go hand in hand. PVM content. Yeah, well, they're gonna re- this is but they're how they're gonna rework the castle sieges. Is yeah, combine these two things. Uh, town and invasions kind of make them PVM based yeah. things. Um, they, they uh, somewhere in here. This might be where this is at. Where they talk about you get that uh, quest where you go out in the world and I fight like a little mini boss. Um, that was hinted at forever ago. I think that's that's wrapped up in this too. Uh, regional bounty contracts, yeah, it's down a little bit. Society mm-hmm. at, at specific POIs, yep. Um, IDOX overhaul. I know people are clamoring about that. Um, that'll be interesting how they end up handling it. I, you'll see a lot of pissed off calm, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, that'll be cool. Booker grudges. That's actually really cool. Um, just luxury item kind of thing. Tracks and sorts your your kills, who you killed, what guild they were the, in, all that stuff. This is dangerous. Uh, let me tell you why. <laughs> uh, anytime you put a kill board in the game, you get people, and 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 Luthius knows this because he had for a while he tracked um, kills a certain way and displayed it on the rankings, and. Um, there are people that's just all they live by, and uh, even if it doesn't make sense, they're they're gonna try to be the top of that. Um, not that this will do that; it's like a looks like a private type of thing. But um, in the case of that, like you had people that were just randomly PKing endlessly and being a, a really toxic player that wouldn't be that kind of player only because they could be at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Speaking of leaderboards, I'd like to see the an animosity of those go away. I know that's kind of a hot topic on and off. Yeah, uh, I know they put in the patch last season to where you could hide your name. I, I thought they put it in one this season too, right? We can you can hide it even more. Yes, you you can hide your name. It shows up as stars. Um, I'm. It, I think it's kind of cheesy. It was their way to combat 
guilds from targeting certain players, you know, the top miner, they'd say, hey, our whole guild needs to kill this guy, which I get. But I think if you're going to go with animosity or an- anonymity, mm-hmm. then you should lose out on the reward, right? You lose the risk, you lose the reward. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, people get driven by by very specific things. I don't. I don't understand being on top of leaderboard as a driver. Uh, but some of these do take whole guilds to accomplish, which is neat. Uh, you know, good luck getting mini boss and main boss top slayer without the help of guild. Right? Like you could go tag all the bosses, I guess, as a solo player. But that takes guild level resources to get. Um, Surprisingly, even stuff like gold farmer, because uh, you know they find out who the farmers are, or they just hound you wherever you're at, and you can't be, you can't stay the top gold farmer if you can't farm anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's uh, why the anon- they added in the anonymity. And I guess I'm being um, very uh, shit. What's the word I'm looking? Uh, uh, two two sided to this coin because I said, <laughs> oh, you, you know, there shouldn't be any risk when you're doing omnis and then i'm saying there should be risk when you're on the leaderboards which makes no <laughs> sense at all but um, yeah but whatever that's uh, that's so not even in this patch so for as, for as weird uh, as seasonal uh leaderboards are to be excited over they have been kind of neat um you know I've, I've i've enjoyed like watching the leaderboards and rankings and seeing what happens at the end and uh i've thought of going for one and then i crunched numbers like uh <laughs> I was like, I could get this uh fish one. I was like fishing nets. There's one I thought I could get. And I was like, I would have to do this many a day to to be on there at the end. So I I could do that. I love fishing. So I go out there and I I did like half of them and it was like half of my play or most of my play. And I was like, this isn't happening. <laughs> I don't have the time in, in the day to to compete with those guys. Um but uh, you know, some of them like uh, like the lore boss one that takes a whole guild. You gotta have oh, a, for sure. You gotta have a lore system backing you. You gotta have lots of people to run them with, um, and you gotta defend them against the orcs. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a cool one. There's there's some really neat ones I think. Um, and, and even some of the weird the weird like logs harvested, uh, you know. Some of that's some of that's achievable by by a certain kind of player. I I can never do any harvesting one. I just, no, I me either. But myself. maybe that but that same player may never stand a chance like most gold farmed, you know. But he could knock that out. So it's kind of neat. Yeah. So for sure, there's some for everyone if you care. I don't. If, yeah. That's why I'm five thousand two hundred one. <laughs> um, where are we at? Where are we? Um, Book of Grudges, Curio Fragments. I think this is just kind of like a. Hmm. You've seen the little books and gems and just different things, just more drops, really. I think the next big thing is the companion system and uh, new player experience. Definitely cool. I think you kind of tried to do something like this with your videos. I had grand ideas for that. I wasn't very good at making videos. <laughs> <laughs> But it it was a fun project. Um, I wish I had finished it because I think, uh, you know, the first thing I do when I play a game is I go find the YouTuber and watch a couple of YouTubes. You know, that's 
So Outlands could probably still use that. We have we have Twitch streamers that are really helpful, but we could use someone that really like curates a video. Um, or at least we have a good wiki though, because a wiki is also a good resource. This is really cool though. The the character creation templates with like real usable templates. Um, yeah, the the one weird thing that I'm looking at it like this mace tank gives you 60 mace tactics anatomy healing parry magic resist camping kind of almost negates the new player yeah you can go get 10 more of each point but it, it kind of negates the new player dungeon and getting a feel for the lay of land which i'm sure a lot of people skip now but you know whenever we recruit a totally new player it's like hey just stay there till you're 70 and like 10 skills and then you know come to us and we'll show you what to do yeah, um, but that's a real build that he's listed. It's not a Luthius theory build, which are oh pretty, no, I'm just saying like that you're getting all the extra skills, right? There. Right, you're getting a bunch of skills to start with. Um, yeah, uh, and, and maybe the compromise is you don't start with those, but it's easily displayed what to work for. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because it has yeah. like you have a starting shoot for this before you leave new player. Here's where you're gonna end up at. And here's the kind of gear you can wear. Uh, it's a pretty menu too. It's, all the information is clearly displayed. Um, I think it's pretty new player friendly. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. Outland has needed a, a a new player experience for a really long time. Um, I wish they had invested resources in, into this a long time ago. I think they would have a much higher retention uh, they've depended for a long time on just UO vets being resilient. And, but you have guys join the shard and they're, uh, they're they start working mining with their macer or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. That they, they, they go to that and, and two months in, you're like, dude, you're 70 mining. You could have a hundred tracking the first day. Um, you know, some of that's negated by joining a guild and asking questions uh, and reading the wiki. But, uh, you know, having a quest system, something in the new player experience it's, that just guides a new player and and keeps people around. Um, I, I think there's a, a huge market for people that don't know about UO and read about Outlands and come and Cosmic UO is pretty polished. Uh yeah, maybe it's not maybe it's not worth a ton of investment. I think there's people that install the game and just immediately uninstall because you're you're dropped off in shelter with like no idea what to do. Yeah, I think this is cool. I think the actual companion system could really help too, where you can get pulled to a player, you know, on Shelter Island and say, hey, you know, let's talk here. Jump in my Discord or here do that. Yeah. Um, I know on UOF they had one that was pretty active. Um, but they you're did. right. This, gu- they this did. It was nice. Is I, I really actually cool. used it there. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and well, and UOF has a, a, a new player quest. It's a good one. It's not a great one, but it has one. Um, Outlands could use even that for as little uh, as it was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember a new player quest there. But oh I was yeah, a, a no, big it's big enough fed at that time. I could have just skipped um, it. For Actually, as, I think uh, I did skip it because you got you got what like the candle right the res candle or some shit. Uh, 
yeah. I think I, I think I skipped it on my main account, but then did it on a secondary account. You got like a free res thing or something. There's stuff vets assume everyone knows and no one knows. Uh, you don't drag <laughs> items to a player. Like that's not how games work. You don't drag an item from your bag to a, to another player in the game world. Um, that's that's old school. That's 90s gaming. That is not modern gaming. So uh, in UO Forever, this very early in the quest, it teaches you. Oh, hit my mic. It teaches you how to drag an item and give someone something. Um, <laughs> it's it, funny. I was really new to UO. And I had no idea that was a thing, and I was stuck on that quest because I couldn't do it right. And uh, see, I remember going and buying UO in the store for whatever the hell it was, forty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine or whatever. And it came with this book that was literally I don't know, a hundred pages thick. <laughs> and opening it on the way home while my dad's driving me home. You know, you get this big box and all that's in there is a CD, basically. Um I think there was a cloth map in the book. And I got out the book and I'm reading this book. I'm reading it and reading it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. None of it makes sense because well to me i'm more of a hands-on i i can read something but i need to do it too i'm reading this book and i'm like this is gonna be so cool what am i gonna do first and then like i just it was just crazy and then luckily i had friends that played that kind of taught me how to do shit but there was no voice back then you know yeah it would be either through icq or aim we would talk and then the next day we'd go to school and it'd be like hey oh yeah let's do this tonight and blah blah blah. i'll show you this and that we'll do that and blah blah, blah. and we'd make plans and we go home you know finish our homework jump on hey you ready to go <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> uh, uh you know they've they have the data they know how many new players make an account never leave shelter um, oh yeah they have sure, they, yeah i'm sure, sure they have that number uh and it's probably terrifying because uh, cause EVE Online has that number and it terrifies them and that's where there's a new player experience every fucking patch. It's like, we revamped it. It's better. Less players will quit. You know, it doesn't really help them. People still, they can't, a sandbox is hard to deal with. So anything that eases that pain I think will be greatly appreciated. Um, uh, of and course. bridge the gap between game and community. So. Uh yeah, we could breeze right over the next one. Strangelands Overhaul. I love Strangelands. I think it's it's a ton of fun. I will welcome any tweaks to it though, because it's not it's not perfect. Yeah, I did it a couple times, bored with it. I mean maybe the forty five minute system will be better, but I was over it after a handful of times. Not me. I really like it for whatever reason. Um I think I just like how anonymous it is. I can be uh terrible I I I, don't, I think maybe it's anxiety, you know, like when I'm in the field and I mess up, <laughs> I don't want to like, oh, why didn't I weaken him first? You know, I should have done that. <laughs> no, no, so was you. When it's when it's uh, anonymous, I'm like, oh, let me make this uh, tinker. See what I can do with a tinker template this time. Oh, jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the tattoos and skin modifications, that's cool. It'll be part of the wig stand. I think that'll be neat. They have a ton of hairstyles. Um, so that'll be oh, really cool. Yeah, uh, put this behind a gold sink. Um, probably I would appreciate that more than, than a Prev type of system. Um, very cool, though. Yep. Mount token hues. Um, cool, I guess. More bounce instead of just horses. Hmm. Uh, yep. 
classic dungeons. We already kind of talked about that. I think this could be a cool system to plant plants, brewing food, and horticulture. Um, you know, this is a big system. I, I think this could be a show in and of itself when it gets there. But uh, the cleansing potions, all about that. That's going to be awesome for, for reducing bleed and disease effects. Yeah, that'll help a lot with like Aegis. If you're at like and... Mount Petrum and you get hit by that, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're um, screwed. You know, th- this is cool. I, I, I worry. Anytime we've seen a system like this, it's been like the horse breeding system or the uh, current plant system. Mm-hmm. Which which is kind of Prevcoin based. Um maybe not entirely. I mean, I mean I've done it. I've done plants without Prevcoins. Yeah, but so much of that, right? They want you to get those items. Um I I know you could do without Prevcoins, but Yeah, I, a lot of those I don't think are needed. I I don't know, maybe if you're doing like a whole roof. I, I did like four or five pots at a time. But Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Just scale it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh well in their both of them feed into deco, kind of. Well, I guess the the breeding, the mount breeding is just a more mount hues, which is interesting. We just talked about mount token hues. So how's that going to tie in with their current breeding system? Maybe not at well, all. Well, the the mount token hues were for like the societies, guilds, arenas, strange lands. Oh, okay, like okay chaos gotcha. order hues, gotcha. like those, more, those kind of hues. For. More unique because right now all you can get all you can get is horses. I think. Right. So they're going to add add the hues for like llamas and ostriches. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So skeptically optimistic. If it's like mountain breeding and plant, like it probably won't interest me that much. But um, I know a lot of people like them. Although yeah, I will so take we'll a see. I will take a smoke leaf. <laughs> smoke leaf's kind of cool. <laughs> Although it's you know this is a fishing pole in that picture. Like you're um, yeah. unless the fishing pole just happens to be there. Maybe it's but just sitting there. It's probably just sitting there. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's not your in-game cigarette. <laughs> that's hilarious uh golems i i don't know what to th- i they didn't really talk about it much so i have no idea what this is going to be that's weird <laughs> um those things look weird too five control slots so it'll take up all of your control slot you can't have another pet out or anything with it so you can slot like aspect cores into them yeah, I'll, I'll be interested in where that goes because right now it doesn't say much. Yeah, it it looks like it's tied to summoning, like in the summon system. So, yeah, I don't know. Expand, expansion for summoners. I don't know. New customizations. We were just saying more gold sinks are cool. It'd be cool to have a llama vortex when you cast energy vortex. Like that'd be cool. Same with armor customizations. I think the RP. Guilds will have, I mean, everyone will have a field day with that, but the RP guilds, I think, will really embrace that. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. For a, as as tough a pill as a lot of that is to swallow, it's a, it's a really good gold sink for the shard, and it's also a really neat goal once you're at endgame, you know, getting the emotes and getting the 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 various things that are in that system. So having expanded, I, yeah, I'd appreciate for sure. I still don't have all the clothes and blessed deeds I want. That's <laughs> <So, laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, armor customization. Yeah, those would be cool. Those would be really dope if they're anything like the picture. I think there's just so much cool art that the one thing I'd love to see is just no aspect to you on any armor as an option. Yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat because so much doesn't go with the color you pick. 
Um, I'm, I'm I'm working air right now, and it's just white, and I don't want to be white. Like I want green and blue, and um, see, and command green is really hard to match with stuff too. It is it's really hard to match with stuff. Uh, so you can cover it I don't up, know. I guess. But it's, I, I I guess I get it because like at first glance, you Owen maybe wants you to be able to tell who you're fighting against or alongside or for that mob or whatever. But you can open their paper doll and just click it. Yeah, well, and and it doesn't work in PvP, so it kind of doesn't matter for why that would matter. Oh yeah, and you know for sure. But yeah, if like I'm fighting again, if if we're both going over in Maws and we're fighting Elder Vamps, and I'm trying to out damage someone, you know, at first glance I can see their command green, right? Right. But I could click them and see too. So except for I, you yeah. can take those colors and dye things with it, so you might be able to like make people Check think them. you're in that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. But again. I can click on your helmet and know exactly right. what you have. So. They've, already, they've already done it with helmets, so having it extended to the rest of your armor would be appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, more art collection stuff, or more of the collection stuff. This is cool. Uh, yeah, it's neat. Uh, yeah, I see a cool lich one, a cool skeleton one there. So I've got to get really hard to see. I've got to get antiquity. I don't think I farm enough to get antiquities. But, uh, you know, it's RNG. Maybe I'll get one someday. I see a flamingo there. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Some of the, like, yin-yang, the V for Vendetta mask. It'll be, some of these don't really go, but it'll be cool. Let's see <laughs> how they do it. Uh, uh, Pyre starter. Another. another Capture flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bomberman. Bomberman. I played on UOF. It was fun, so it'll be interesting to see how they put their twist on it. Hmm. I don't get it, but uh, it looks cool. Have you ever played Bomberman? Uh, yeah, the Super NES game I played. But how is that? This is PvP acumen. I don't get it. How do you play Bom- Bomberman with like with players? It doesn't. No, it doesn't require people to base on their PvP acumen oh, or talent. Okay, gotcha. It's just for fun. That's okay. straight okay. up fun. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so, Rift tournaments, eh, not my cup of tea. I'll probably even eventually do a Rift or two, but um, yeah, great. More tournaments. Fun. I, th- I think arena tournaments are the most boring thing ever. Like, I don't know why people sit there and watch them. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I could probably get into the tournament. Um, if I had if I had someone I knew participating, I I probably could. Not only know anyone that participates, um, you know, I think that's all it would take for me is having one of my friends that was into it, and I could go watch them. Um, I would never take that from a, a player group because it's it's definitely neat how, you know, so for some that's like all they do. They show up and they win tournaments, which I think is kind of neat. Um, Monster Arena, that oh, this would be cool. Wave-based monsters you fight off, and you can beat yeah. other players. You get the highest wave count. Yes, please. And it's like Call, Call of Duty zombie mode, right? Yeah, or <laughs> or uh, the horde mode from yeah. uh, Left for Dead. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Shipbreaker has been teased for a long time, which I'm kind of surprised. It's only at twenty five percent, but I, you know, um, at one point I thought it might make the ship patch, and then it was. Uh, I guess it'll come out later date. I think the shipping community has has needed something like this. It's a event based, 
type of thing with boating and land stuff could be really really cool yeah i agree um neat i think boating content i think it's very lucrative i find it very boring sailing you know I, ship content for me personally is like playing a shadow archer it's just so boring because <laughs> it's sit and wait right it's sail and look and look and look and then find a boat and then hope the hope you don't I like get raided do. i like the boat <laughs> and i like to play my shadow archer <laughs> yeah those are those are so boring but this could be cool um actually you know what i do want to do a ship boss i haven't done a ship boss yet I think they're really they're cool. really cool they're really, really um, cool it's uh i think it's, this looks cool too it's such good artwork the the ship bosses um I'll have to DM you next time we're doing one. Maybe you can come out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Ken Mask. Um, this is something I know the RP community talked about with Eric Gray. Um, like having, I know the orcs wanted more orcs in the fort with orcish Ken Masks. I think, you know, a lizard man mask could be cool. I think the biggest problem he had is he didn't want it just to be like a drop like they were on OSI and then any PvPer could throw one on and come and kill orcs, right? With no um with no NPCs um getting involved. I think it was like at one point thought maybe to make it like a quest and you have to once you lock into one you can't change. Um Okay, that's a good compromise. This this yeah. this sounds something so totally different where it's kind of like a polymorph um you know makes the sound effects become orcish so like when you get hit or you die or whatever these don't sound like they're well keeping the npcs uh, off of you but i don't know i i wanted stuff to where when you cast your spells it says something different like an orc or orcish customization which probably is a bad idea for the game because you, you want to see what spells coming at you. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a, the normal hurt, death, and idle sound effects with ones matching this specific creature type. You know, like when you get hit, it's the eh, right. right if you're so it'll be like an orchestra. Oh. Just give us the actual race. Okay, that would be cool too. <laughs> I don't think Nerul wants that. I think Nerul likes that it's part of the uh, it's it's part of the I, history. I, yeah, I think it's part of the history. I think it's kind of what made it cool. It, it took that's what made it sandbox, right? That a group of people got together and was like, "Wait, what if we kind of dress like them? What if we put on one of these masks? <laughs> like, what if we act like them? Right? Like it was completely sandbox when it started." Yeah, no, it, it's great. Uh, and it can master cool. I, I know other shards have had stuff similar, so getting that here will be neat. Um, jousting lances and shields. Novelty role playing items. Sure. I'll I'll take anything that helps uh Yeah, I think uh Path just hosted a jousting tournament. It was like three passes, see who died. So having actual items to help that would be cool. Like I'm always down. Yeah. Uh jousting's a big part of like knights and uh medieval times and that kind of stuff, you know. It's a, having it in the game outside of King's Fair will be greatly appreciated. For sure. Um, guild lore that's cool more kind of RP stuff submit your book to staff and they'll, they'll put it in the loot tables it's cool yeah we're in the RP section for RPers yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> do you want your do you want your jousting lance and to write in a book we got you uh, chaos shrine and shrine overhaul 
I mean, they've they've touched on. Um, yeah, I haven't done a, a shrine times. in a long time. I, I think they're in a pretty good place just from the small tweaks. Having a Corpse Creek Chaos Shrine could be really crazy. Um, I don't know how. Last time I did a shrine, it was a lot of Otiugs and Trappers. I don't know if it's still like that. Uh, but that goes along with my um, situational pets. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's a problem having an Otiug at a shrine because you don't see him anywhere else. It's kind of like a a neat, useful pet for a. Yeah, I think they've spread out the the spawn a lot. I'm I'm in the same boat. I haven't done one for a while, but I think it's like spread out more. It doesn't all spawn right in right. one spot where a trapper can just bust it all up. Um. So yeah, I mean, keep tweaking that system. I think it's pretty cool. Um. Always room for improvement, though, right? It looks like they're going to make them harder, pretty much. They think they're too easy. And, oh, and scale them dynamically based on attendance, which goes right along with the original idea of it being like Outland's public quest. Mm-hmm. Right, sure. so you got more people make it harder. Uh, pawn Shop and Pound. Two NPCs allow players to recover abandoned pets. That's just kind of addressing a current issue with with pets getting lost yeah. in the world. And and decayed house items, people that don't lock shit down because they're dumb. Although they started addressing that with the deco tool um, the last week or so. I guess they have a lot of people that are dumb and don't lock down their shit. Yeah, uh, I've had many a scare with a rare, but so f- I think I had lost one rare. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I usually not allowed to touch the deco tool at BB's houses because uh, I've been known <laughs> not to lock shit down. So, uh, uh, and, and, Sh- and Shadowstone will never let me live it down. He just hounds me anytime I, I screw that up. So, where is that guy? Fuck Shadowstone. <laughs> is he listening? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> Master Chain find- Restyle Deeds. Eh, I guess it's cool. Yeah, whatever. More, more. Probably gold hey, sinks. So yeah, I'm not gonna say cool. no to any of this stuff. It's we're getting a lot of the piddly stuff. You know, it's this is all cool. Yeah. I don't think it'll take a lot, of, a lot of effort to make a lot of this stuff. So, um, tournament enhancements, cool. Yeah, whatever, cool. More power to you. This next one. Code, code everything else first before that, please. <laughs> <laughs> this next one, uh, yes, please. Player requisition vendors. Um, the ability to put. Buy orders up is is gonna be really nice. Um, so here's here's my thinking, and maybe I'm thinking too one track. Okay, it's cool, right? I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. I could put one up in my house, and I could put what I want to buy on it. And it's cool, right? But then I think I would never go looking to sell my shit at a vendor, right? Like I'd rather just post it up in Discord and wait. Maybe maybe I'm just too one track in my train of thought. Like I I would definitely put one up in my house. But then if everyone's like me, like yeah, I'll put one up in my house, but I'm not gonna go search a vendor to sell them my stuff. Then everyone's got one and no one's using them. I don't know. Would would you go out looking for a vendor to buy your stuff? So um, it it depends. Now what happens a lot of time is. If you sell your command core on your vendor, it's going to be 70K. All right, I don't even know what the current price is. 70K. If you do it in a buy order, if you go sell it to a buy order, he's going to pay you 50K. Mm-hmm. 
So you took less money, but you don't have to mess with running the vendor, paying the vendor, renting the vendor, getting a nice spot, uh, dealing with the vendor system, which is not intuitive or fun, mostly. Um, waiting for your money. Um, but the downside with this is you it'll probably also be cumbersome to go dump a bunch of items, deal with thieves, that kind of stuff. Um, but if you went to a vendor house that had some pretty robust player requisition vendors that bought a lot of stuff, you could leave your dungeon or, or leave your dump chest, go, go hit them up and dump your items for really quick. Um, as long as they're, you know, close to market value, like that's what happens in Eve. You know, people fight a Jita and they dump all their items and then leave. And then people mark, flip them and sell them up higher. And it's just a, it's a whole large group of players that are lazy and they want to farm and go back to farming. And if it's not farming, they're upset, bored. And in, in BB, I used to like, I actually called it um, the BB pawn shop. And I would buy those players items at a, at 60% market value and just give them a lump check. And I would even, they would send me a list or screenshot and I would give them a price. That's 1 million. Here's your million gold. I wouldn't tell them like it's 10,000 for this and 20 for this. You know, I made it even dumber. It was like, here's your money. Give me your items. Right. Yeah. Um, no. And I, I get that. I just, like I said, I'd put one up in my house and say, this is what I want to buy. And you're right. I, I, would always put it below market value, right? Because if you want to dump your item quick, you're right. not going to get, you know. But right. I would never go searching for someone to sell my shit to. I'd rather just post it in Discord and let it wait. You know, unless, yeah. I mean, I guess people are in crunch for gold. I, yeah, I don't know. Having in game, I, I appreciate more than having it in Discord. Um, I, the whole reason I started running a vendor was so I didn't have to deal with that Discord, went to trade, went to sell bullshit yeah um you know i could i mean it's it's come to the point now where i just hoard all my shit and don't sell anything until i need money and then i sell it in guild at a discounted rate anyways but just for one lump sum (laughs) like i'll be like hey who needs 37 fire cores because i'll sell them (laughs) to you (laughs) this may only get used and uh for like key items uh maybe uh wood iron ingots that kind of stuff um aspect um, you're not going to see a buy order up for a rare. I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, you know, like you said, aspect commodities, uh, highly sought after. Probably taming scrolls, epic scrolls, shit like that. As someone that that loves playing with the economy, I could totally see dumping up requisition vendors at, at a trade hub at, at Cambria Moongate. Right, and I buy up all the aspect, and I just I list them at a fair, reasonable price, and then I flip them to a vendor, you know, <laughs> and it just makes it just makes me ten percent on all the yeah. aspect every week, you know. I, I, assuming shit doesn't crash, but it, that's part of being an economy. You gotta like watch it. So, yep. um, Which I love you're it. You're probably watching it in Discord. So <laughs> there's yeah. that. I, I love it, except for I, I worry about it. Most games that have this kind of stuff have a robust uh, UI and, and menu to deal with, and you uh, you have running around all the vendors, uh, which is cumbersome. Yeah, I mean, UO, and I, I get it. UO can't 
I don't know. You can't start a, a auction house type of WoW thing now because so much of UO has always been based on you know getting the housing, getting the vendor spots, getting that Moongate spot. And we're two years in now. People spent a lot of time and money establishing themselves in that spot, and you completely negate all that by adding an auction house. Yep. Oh, Black T had a troll post today. I'm assuming it's a troll post. Four hundred fifty million for a Moongate house. <laughs> I, I, maybe I, that's I where real estate is. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I would be surprised if anyone had that much. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. You can't you can't go to an auction house type of system. Um, I would settle for just a better interface with vendors. Um, more than what we have now. Yeah, I make make it even like a like an NPC vendor where it's just a list, a picture of the item, and a list of yep. the price. Something yes. like that would be good. Yep. Rather than digging through a pack. Yep. Um, because you can do it's not on a player, so they can they could do that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming they can do that kind of stuff. Maybe, no, maybe I'm, you can't. I'm sure. I'm sure they could. But I don't know. People like making decorations in their bags and surrounding stuff with coins and organ. Yeah, I don't know. None of that's cool. Nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 it is neat, I guess, but uh, it's all just cumbersome and tedious. Um, although you can hit the housing vendor sign and just cycle the vendors, which is a nice little uh, housing hack. I don't know if you do. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. Uh, Thieves oh, Guild. I'm yeah, down with Guild. it. Sure, I'm down. Uh, uh, Perma Gray. That's cool. That's old. That's old school. I'm down. I'm. Hundred percent for it. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Um, I think it's a big part of UO. It's an awful part of UO, but it's it, it kind of what makes UO unique. Um, and bolstering that with this would be really cool. Yeah. Mm, same with detectives. It's cool. Forensics used to kind of act like this, um, and throw on the magnifying glass for a little bit of a item, you know, resource sink. It's cool. Yeah, as a tie into the Thieves Guild stuff. But we've wondered with this uh, for a long time. Looting um, rights. This stuff right here. Uh, when targeting a player, will display a list of players who damage that player and who has access to corpse. Um, yep. A lot of this we've asked for because what happens at bosses when you have 10, 15 guys there and you have a new player, uh, someone loots and they weren't supposed to loot. I don't know if this tells you who looted. It tells you who has rights. List of all who, players who has access to corpse. Who has access to the corpse. I'm sorry, I read that as who has access to the corpse. So yes, so and has accessed the corpse. You so can tell if someone has, opened, has it. opened it up, which isn't the same as saying with items, but you know, it's it's Intel and it's Intel gotten with an in game skill, which I think is kinda neat. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, uh, giving us more tools and players more tools and more information. I like it a lot. Uh, we made it to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this might be our longest episode. Uh, Two hours. Yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. lot. Um, well, and, I, and we did a lot of like talking around points too. <laughs> we did. We did. We went off on a couple tangents, but that's okay. <laughs> it's our first one back. We'll get better, guys. Promise. The point of this was we have six months of shit to say and we had to get a lot out. So we did it. Now we can have it. Now our next episode can be actually good. 
<laughs> just we're du- we're dusting off the microphones, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm back to playing. Um, we'll get these out. You know, I don't think we'll be on a super schedule, but we'll we'll get them out more often. Uh, we got a nice maybe, one planned. Maybe month, once a month. Something like that, yeah. Maybe more, maybe less, but eh, hopefully not less. We'll, we'll shoot for once a month and maybe maybe give you more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Ace, for uh, hopping on, talking to the pipeline with me. We got the, um, the actual developer pipeline discussion this Friday, uh, which I'm excited yeah, for. Yeah, the dev debrief, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then I think our follow-up cast will be... Um, we're thinking more of a discussion panel with uh, people that know more than me and you. We'll make it much more focused. We'll have topics and like bullet points from this. Um, it's like the good old days when we planned. Yeah, probably <laughs> the areas you heard me and Ace go on forever about will be what we tackle. We'll do it with like some actual experts. So um, yeah, they they do still have that group, right? I I don't know if they have them Discord tagged, but they have they have a group of people they listen to. Yeah, that and we'll get some guild leaders, um, people that are actually running the content day to day, you know, pockets and people like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- thanks, guys. We are uh, glad to be back. Glad Outlands is still here and doing great. Um, and we'll see you all next time. Take care.